0: hallelujah what a beautiful song what a beautiful beautiful song holy spirit we welcome you into this place we thank you for our time together today we thank you lord that you are inviting us into what you're doing in our generation we believe that we are not randomly here at such a time as this we are not randomly here to just exist and die and pursue things lord we are here because you've placed us on this earth for something significant i thank you for every person watching right now lord that you are awakening in us the thing that you've placed us on this earth for that lord we will be your partners that will be your partners lord that will be your partners that will be, we'll be, we'll be your partners my god Thank you Jesus I, I really sense that God is spe- right now the presence of God is is hitting places right now rooms where you are right now God is affirming certain things and just go ahead and, and worship him yes Lord. yes Lord yes Lord we are in the middle of a move I truly believe with all my heart that we are in the middle of a move in the name of Jesus this is a move Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, friends, for joining me today and for just being here. Um, I have in my heart so much today, I don't even know where i'm going to start from but i know that god wants to speak to us uh, today about not pursuing the things that the world tries to force us to pursue the world tries to force us to pursue we are sort of pushed into a corner and we find ourselves sometimes pursuing not what God has called us to pursue, but what the world seems to want us to pursue. And so this this today... Huh? Um, sorry, something just went off here. Today, what's on my heart um, is, <laughs> is a message that I don't even know. I, I was struggling. I'm like, Lord, what am I... <sighs> what am I going to tell these people today? Because my heart... <laughs> is is full, is full. And I almost didn't make it today. I was like, wow, um, the devil is really threatened. He does not want us to, to have this session, but we are going to have it. We're going to have it. And so today I want to talk about pursuing real treasure. I'm going to tell you about what has been going on in my heart the past few weeks. You know, I've learned that whatever God is teaching me is what God is teaching me and is what I can tell you and and, and speak to you about. I, I don't start to talk to you about what God is not speaking to me about or what seems deep. And so I want to talk about pursuing real treasure. Pursuing real treasure. Let me reduce this music so that it doesn't bother you pursuing real treasure what the things that have been going through my mind the more i yesterday i was having a conversation with my husband i want you to think about the things that mattered to you a few years ago that you were like maybe it was passing your secondary school exams and you felt that if you didn't the world was going to come to an end right or it was i don't know getting married or having a child or Getting that new car or getting that new phone or whatever it was. Yesterday we were having this conversation and I was asking my husband and saying, so think about it. So you drive the latest car, which is okay. I desire good things. So you drive the latest car. So what? So you have uh, plots of land in your name. So what? So um, you're famous, so what? So you have children, so what? So you have a spouse, Um, so what? So you have, I don't know, whatever it is that, so the things that the world has told us are important. When you think about them, the question that has been coming to my mind is, then what? So what? So what? the world has told us what we should pursue the world has told us what it has deemed important and we've become distracted did you know that success can be a distraction success can be a distraction family can be a distraction um, business can become a distraction Friendship can become a distraction. Good things, it's not evil things. But but I thought to myself, Solomon, the wealthiest and wisest man that ever lived, towards the end of his life, wrote in the book of Ecclesiastes and said, it's all vanity. He says it is chasing after the wind. All of it is vanity. Can you imagine that? It's all chasing after the wind. That it's all vanity. It all amounts to nothing. What are you giving your life to? And I am asking you what I've been asking myself. P 3 eh? What are you giving your life to? What is consuming your time and your life? What will matter in eternity? What will matter a hundred years from now? What will matter? What will truly matter? What will truly matter? And is that what I am giving my life to? Am I pursuing real treasure? Over and over in the Gospels, Jesus tells you know, parables, stories about the kingdom of God and he refers to it as treasure. That when a man found it, he sold everything for it. He sh- shows someone selling everything to get that treasure. That when a man found it, he gave up everything and followed it. But then I find that for us as Christians, we've reached a point where we are no longer pursuing real treasure. I don't know about you, but we'd find ourselves just distracted, distracted by good things. That's the thing about the stuff that distracts us. It's good stuff, it's education, it's family, it's success, it's, I don't know, it's good things. That's the thing is that they seem noble but I want you to think about every person who ended up pursuing real treasure think about Abraham Abraham had to give up everything to pursue the real treasure who is God to pursue relationship with God to pursue the knowledge intimate knowledge of God of Jesus Christ I tell you what I grew up in a religious family I was around God and many of you you can be around God but you see just because you're around God doesn't mean you know him just because you've, you, you can quote scripture, I can quote scripture, doesn't mean I know God. You might be able to quote the things I have said, but you don't know me. You might be able to even know the things I like, but you don't know me. You might be able to name, I don't know, you might know all my names that, every, that my parents gave me, but you don't know me. You can know the names of God. You can know that's why when God comes face to face with, with his disciples, he says, who do you say that I am? Who have you known me to be? Am I just a good teacher? Am I just a master? And when Peter says you are Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, you are the Christ, he says that revelation is not by flesh and blood. Let me tell you, children of God, it is possible to be around God, to be around the Bible, to be around church, to be around Christians, to be around and not pursue the real treasure and still be completely distracted. You can be distracted by many things. Think of, 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 of Luke chapter 10 when Martha and the story of Martha and Mary. Let me even go there, although that's not our main text for today. Today, by the way, I'm not going to be as, you know, in one place. I'm just going to pour my heart out. But in Luke chapter 10, from verse 38, Luke writes and says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. This is talking about Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed her into her house. Some of us have welcomed Jesus into our house. We've welcomed him. We know him as our Lord and Savior. Uh, Everyone knows we are born again. Yes, there is no problem with that. But he says that just because you call me Lord, Lord, doesn't mean that I know you. Okay, knowing God and knowing about him, many believers know about God. We don't know him. And then, and she she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Have you heard that? Martha welcomed Jesus into the home. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened intently to him. But Martha, who had welcomed Jesus into her house, Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him the Lord and said Lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone therefore tell her to help me she's even like how come you seem relaxed Martha all you're doing is wasting time sometimes the pursuit of real treasure looks like a waste of time do you know that it looks like a waste of your life it looks like a waste of your time it looks like a waste of your resources because Martha who welcomed Jesus into her house was distracted. You can welcome Jesus and be distracted. And then Ma- M- Mary, for her she sat, and Jesus answered and said to her, "Mother, mother." And today Jesus is saying to some of you here today, B3, B3. Assumpta, Asumpta. Peter, Peter. Paul, Pal." You are worried and troubled about many things. One of the versions says you are distracted with much serving but one thing is needed have you heard that one thing is needed you are distracted by many things you are worried about many things you are troubled what is troubling you right now is it the real treasure think about the things that are consuming your mind right now will they matter in eternity when you meet jesus face to face will those things matter You are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. That's what I want to talk about today. One thing is needed. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Understand that Martha had pursued, is the one who had welcomed Jesus into her home, but she was distracted with serving her. Do you know that serving God can become a distraction? Do you know that yesterday we were having a conversation with some friends and talking about how many pastors don't read the Bible. They don't have time to read the Bible and to pray. Why? They are busy visiting their flock. They are busy preparing sermons, They only read the Bible to prepare someone for Sunday. They are busy you know, managing the building project. They are busy. And I'm one of those pastors. I've been in a place before where I only read the Bible to teach. One thing is needed. And understand that the thing is told to us in Luke 10. Because he says that Mary sat at jesus feet and heard his word that speaks of intimacy to sit at the feet of someone and listen intently to them yes serving god can be a distraction because Martha was served was was distracted by serving jesus she was running around preparing food and yet jesus had come and she was missing out on intimacy You can be a wife and you're distracted by much serving your husband that you don't even get to know his heart. Today, I want to talk about what Paul talks about in Philippians. Listen to what Paul says, because I'm asking myself, what are you giving your life to, child of God? And you you know what you're giving your life to, what you're spending most of your time to doing? I want you to think about Jesus Christ, the son of the living God jesus when he was a man and lived in a body he showed us what to pursue he showed us what to pursue but remember the church sometimes also is teaching us what to pursue which is not of god Because everything should be born out of deep relationship. Eternal life, which is intimate relationship with the Father. To know him intimately and out of that comes fruitfulness. And what is the enemy after? My fruitfulness, your fruitfulness. He knows that if he distracts us, we can run after other things and not chase after Jesus. Because what you give your time to and your money, your treasure to, that's what has your heart. What are you giving your time to? What is consuming you? The temptation to chase all the things that are temporal. That's the temptation because those are the things that you can see with your eyes. They are the things that the world can celebrate. So the temptation is to chase everything temporal. Temporal is to spend most of your time working for money. Is to spend most of your time looking for the latest this and the latest that. Yesterday I was telling Jeremy that if, Jeremy is my husband, that if getting a new car excites me more than a sinner turning to the Lord, I am still carnal. I have not yet known the Lord. Because you know what? There is only one thing that the that, 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 that Bible talks about that causes a celebration in heaven. The coming of one sinner. One sinner coming to Christ. I remember a time when I spent a year, I think two years ago, praying and fasting and asking God to give me a, a, a heart for the lost Because I actually, I, I cared more about Christians than the ones who are not yet born again. I told him, God, I want to care for the thing that you care for. Because if I'm caring for the things that you don't necessarily... Not that he doesn't care about Christians, but he cares about all his children coming home. But then, what am I giving my life to? If I'm more excited about a new house, a plot of land in my names, you guys. A plot of land in my names excites me more than a sinner coming to the Lord or discipling someone or giving to the church and seeing a church the church grow and seeing the mission of God move forward. If those things excite me more than things that excite the heart of God because he says don't worry about that stuff I'll give it to you. You chase after me. You seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. All these things will be added to you but instead we've reversed it. We are chasing after possessions and then the stuff and the thing basically we are off mission. We've become just like the world the latest thing. Just and i'm going to tell you keys keys that can help you and i'm going to ask you to do it because look this is like my second last broadcast might be of the year and i ask god what can i talk about we are getting into 2021 what are your dreams what did jesus give his life to because the temporal things are the things that the world celebrates the temporal things are the things that we see with our physical eyes and to set aside the things that matter we end up setting aside the things that matter and chasing the stuff that is temporal let me tell you that house you're living in it's temporary even if your parents gave it to you as an inheritance it won't matter when you appear before god in heaven and i'm not saying that those things don't matter they do but not really in the larger scheme of things. Not really. And guess what? The ones who chase after the real stuff, these things follow them. With persecution, of course. But these things follow them. But instead, I spend my energies, my early years, my, my youth, chasing after temporary things only to recognize at the end of my life that I've wasted my life. What are you giving your prime years to, child of God? I'm not talking to people who don't know God. I'm talking to you on this broadcast. Because by the time you tuned in, you care about the things of God. You want to love God. You, 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 you care about God. But but you know in your heart that there's a gap. Distractions. In Mark chapter 4, when Jesus starts to talk about, to his disciples about the, 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 the parable of the sower, which he says, by the way, when you understand that parable, you understand all other parables. He starts talking about types of soil may god help us today types of soil it talks about the soil that is so hard that when you, when the seed hits it it can't even get in then the one that has lots of stuff in it that the seed gets in it sprouts and then dies and then one that is choked by the cares of this world which is the most of us you know when 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 the cares of this world which is marriage children um, money, uh, career, having a name for ourselves, you know, those good things are a distraction. Think about the disciples of Jesus. He, he told them they had to give up that stuff. David had to give up his family. Elijah had to give up his family. Elisha, everyone you can think about whose life mattered they, for the kingdom of God, they had to set themselves apart from their families. Because family is a, good, a thing from God, but it can be a distraction. You can become, it can be an idol. Your children can become an idol. For me, that's one I think God had to deal with me about as a, as a young mother. I do spend time with my children, but not at the expense of the kingdom. Is your time spent praying about children and marriage and self, 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 self? It's all about me, it's all about me. Or are you concerned with the kingdom of God? Most of your money, where is it going, child of God? What are you giving your life to? Will it matter? when you appear before God face to face and not very long from today. You know, 90 years is a very short time. 100 years is a very short time. But when you appear before the Lord of glory, will it matter? The thing that right now you're pursuing, getting all your time, energy, prayer, everything you're giving your life to, right now, will it matter in eternity? These are questions I've been asking myself. Will it matter? And repenting and saying, Lord, forgive me for spending my time asking you for stuff that you say you will take care of and not asking you for nations. He even tells us what to ask for. Ask and I'll give the nations to you. Ask for nations. Ask for cities. Ask for, pray for Uganda, the nation God has placed us in, those of you who live here. But instead, I spend my time praying for uh, five acres of land. Lord, give me a house. Lord, why will that matter? And he will take care of that stuff if we care for his kingdom. Because God can't put you here and not care for your needs. But we've become our own God. We take care of our own lives. Let me ask you something. What did Jesus give his life to? Think about what did Jesus give his life to? What did Jesus give his life to? As you plan for 2021, I want you to think about what do I, What should I be giving my life to in 2021? What should I be giving my life to? If every decision for ministry is based on... if if if. Every time your life gets complicated, the thing that you stop doing is ministry. We know where your priorities are. Because in your mind, it's what is making you tired. So you'd rather work for money, take care of your children, live your life, and not do the thing that God placed you on this earth to do. He gave a command to his disciples, of which you are among, and he said, go into go to all the nations go not come go but some of us can't go our lives are stuck because we are distracted by many things good things You see, the enemy is subtle. He won't bring a bad thing to distract you. You're a Christian. He'll bring your family. He'll bring taking care of your family. He'll bring, you know, the cares of this world. What's going to matter? What are you going to give your life to? 2021 is a few weeks away. Less than 10 weeks away. 2021 is knocking at the door. What are the things you're thinking about as you go away in your personal retreat to think about what you want to give your life to? Let me tell you about one of the best things I did this year. One of the best things that happened to me this year is I met a woman who I last year towards the end of the year of 2019 and I asked her about, you know, how come you have this insatiable passion for the things of God and you always have something fresh to teach. And she told me about how every Wednesday she goes to prayer mountain and spends that day with God. This is a very busy woman who has a lot of responsibilities. And you see, out of that overflow, you get to do so much and she receives instruction for every week, instruction for what God wants her to concentrate on. And so I decided that every Monday I would spend the day with God. And I would go to Kampala House of Prayer before the lockdown came. And I would spend the day with God. And suddenly everything in my life just started to blossom. And I used to be like that before. But I had become distracted by good things. (laughs) By good things. Ministry. Children. I would spend my Mondays at home with my kids. Or I would spend them, you know, checking on friends I didn't think I remember when the lockdown came I had decided that I remember telling my husband I have to homeschool the kids So Monday I can't spend the day with God and like on week two the Holy Spirit whispered to me So it's me who you set aside when you get busy. I almost wept. I sat there and I thought to myself my goodness But you see I felt guilty How can I be in the bedroom praying when my kids need to be homeschooled and my husband has a job? work to do Monday is not his day off. So I remember going to him and saying you know what I know what my priorities are It's okay, the kids don't have to study on Monday. I have to pursue the real treasure. The real treasure is not my children. My children are a result of the real treasure. The real treasure is not education for my kids. No, my education really doesn't matter in the larger scheme of things. And education is very important, but it's not the real treasure. And so I decided that it's okay. The kids didn't have to study on Monday. My husband graciously took them on somehow, juggled them with his work on Monday. But I decided I would spend Mondays in my bedroom. And now my kids don't disturb me. I go into my room. I lock it. I play music all day. I spend the day with Jesus. I've missed a few days. But I make up for them. And lately God has been stirring me up and saying, Monday is great. Monday is great, but I need more. What about Tuesday? What about Wednesday? Of course, I'm not saying you spend the whole day Tuesday, Wednesday. But do you have a day that you give to God in a month, in a week? Which day is that? Which day is that when you just spend time in his presence, basking there, worshiping, reading the word, listening to instruction, asking what his desire is for your life? What day is that? That's one of the most significant things that I did this year and that I will not give up in 2021. Now I know that in 2021, God is saying, I want you to go deeper. want you to go deeper in the place of prayer i'm asking you for at least three hours with me every day in prayer and you know what when i look at the life of jesus jesus would have long days of laboring for the kingdom and then some of you think your work is hectic jesus work was hectic he walked kilometers thousands of kilometers preaching the gospel healing the sick and at the end of every day according to the scriptures every single day he sent out his disciples and sat down with the father in the presence of his father and the Holy Spirit and received and spoke to the Lord we wonder what his conversations were about then the Bible says he woke up a long while before morning daybreak some of you children of God when was the last time you even spent an hour in the presence of God a day every time I talk to some of you, you say we don't have time you know I have to be at work very early so God is the one that you can set aside he's a non-issue But your boss you will listen to and show up on time. My child, let me tell you something. You will reap what you sow. I have seen myself reap where I sowed. It's impossible to plant one seed in a garden and expect a harvest of something different. Otherwise, those are weeds. God wants to be given first place. Why? Because he wants you to fulfill the purpose for which he put you here. The one who made you has a purpose for you, but you've never showed up. You don't show up consistently to ask him what it is. I want you to get into the habit of pursuing the things Jesus pursued. One of the things Jesus pursued was prayer. Deep, intimate, long hours of prayer. Some things in your life must go child of God. You spend time on television. You spend time with friends more than you spend with Jesus Christ. That's where the treasure is then. The real treasure is your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Give him time. Let 2021 be the year when you give him time. Let 2021 be the year when you begin to dig deep wells of prayer. Pursuit is active. Yes, it's not passive. It is active. When my husband was pursuing me, it was active. Every moment of every day, he sent messages. He called me. Up to now, he calls me daily. He came to my room. He brought me gifts. He spent money. He spent time on me. And that's how he got to know me. If you want to know someone, you spend time, you spend treasure on them. Some of us, our budget has very little for God. We only give that 10% if we are even faithful. Real treasure is your Lord Jesus Christ. He wants you to choose the one thing, to prioritize it, that everything else should then be adjusted to the real treasure. Because let me tell you, if better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere, when you spend that time with the Father, you accomplish so much more with the little time left. Some of us need to start waking up earlier than ever before in our lives to spend time with Jesus. Because let me tell you, if they told you that if you are waking up at 4 a.m. every day, you would be paid 20 million shillings a week, you would wake up. You would do everything in your power. You'd sleep earlier, you'd set alarms. But because we do not feel that God is treasure, in our heads we think we do, but no, it's actions. It's what we do. Paul the Apostle in Philippians chapter 3 says... verse 7 what things were gained to me these I have counted loss for Christ what things are gained to you right now what things do you feel that they've given you status in pursuing them you find identity you find some sort of purpose what things were gained to me sleep you need to count sleep loss (laughs) you need to count Some friendships are lost. You need to count TV time a loss. You need to count, um, I don't know, that master's degree a loss. As in pursue it, but not at the expense of your relationship with the father. Because everything flows out of relationship. You see, my children came out of a relationship with a man that I married, that I gave my heart to. Otherwise, those children, if they're not out of a relationship, then they are something else. Everything that I do with my husband is out of relationship. If it wasn't, you know what you'd call that? Stop prostituting the place of prayer. Don't transact. Don't make it a place of transaction. You only show up when you have something you need the Lord to do. You only show up when you have an emergency. When someone you love is not well. When something you need. When you need a spouse. When your child is misbehaving. When you need a promotion. You're transacting a relationship. Stop prostituting. Don't set aside the Lord for only when you need Him. If you had such a relationship in your life, it wouldn't please you. One of my favorite verses, if you know me, you know where I'm going. <laughs> it's a Psalm. What do you think it is? Psalm 25, verse 14. The Passion Translation says, There is a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near Him and receive His revelation secrets. There is a private place reserved for the lovers of God. Become a lover of God. Sit near him. It's not a waste of time. Spending time with my husband is not a waste of time. Spending time with children is not a waste of time. Whoever it is that you love, when you spend time with them, it's not not a waste of time. Why do you feel that spending time with the father is something that you have to think so hard about? Because you don't know. Your heart hasn't been drawn to him. Come on, child of God. Stop stop transacting your relationship with the father don't only show up when you want something from him show up just because you love being with him and in the beginning it can feel strange just like when you pursue a relationship with someone in the beginning you feel like it's difficult but you know what pursue the real treasure pursue the real treasure he is the real treasure and you know when you find real treasure let me ask you something if right now you discovered that you had a disease which is not going to happen to you that was so bad, I won't even mention any names because there's no disease that I respect. The name of Jesus is above every one of them. And you needed a billion shillings. What would you not sell to get that money so that you stay alive? You, Even the most quiet of you would do everything in your power. You'd call friends, you'd call family, you'd sell the things you have so that you can keep life, which is temporal. It doesn't matter if you save that life in a few years, you'll still die anyway. Why is it that we would do that, would be willing to give up everything, would sleep earlier or later, whatever it is they told us to do, we would do it. But when it comes to, I want to show you that it's about how we act. You can't say that Jesus is the real treasure, but he has no time on your agenda every day. I'm not talking about visiting the place of prayer once a month in an overnight. No, Jesus had personal overnights. When was the last time you had an overnight all by yourself? Remember the Lord corrects, the enemy condemns. I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm here to awaken you, child of God. Because he's been awakening me and saying, B3, what are the things you're pursuing? Some of us, social media has become like a God. You wake up and the first thing you reach for is social media to see how many likes have showed up on your page. Who cares? In the larger scheme of things, will it matter that you had 10,000 followers to end? unless you want them so that you can preach the gospel? You're willing to do so much to even take classes on how to increase your following on social media how about how to increase the flow of the anointing in your life that you may reach millions and thousands and preach the gospel you see when you pursue him when you become my friend you start to know the things I care about and you know how to serve me when you pursue God you will know how to serve him you won't serve him out of duty you will serve him from a place of relationship and joy and intimacy. You will be willing to lay it all down because you understand the treasure that he is. You'll get to understand that you have no life without him, that he's everything that you'll ever need in life and more. Po- I'll read again what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. What things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. What do you need to count as a loss for Christ? Yes, indeed, I also count all, All things he doesn't say some things he doesn't sound say a few things he says I count all things loss for the excellence may we may you excel in the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord may you excel in the knowledge of Christ Jesus your Lord knowledge not being just in what you know in your head but depth intimacy knowing him every minute of every day being guided by his spirit by his voice walking in obedience to him waking up every day and giving him the first hour of your day minimum or hours of your day and the last hours of your night what do you do before you go to bed at night look at social media until you doze off give him your waking moments and your last moments you know david talks about how in the night watches when he's on his bed he thinks about the lord he worships him he says in the morning he wakes up and he, and god hears his voice who's does god hear your voice in the morning child of god i want to stir you up awaken to the place of prayer awaken to fasting to putting your body to subjection awaken to generosity towards the things of god awaken to the keys that are going to bring you access into deeper and deeper mysteries of God stop depending on the relationship of your pastor it's not yours your pastor pursues God for himself and becomes fruitful or herself you must pursue God for yourself you are not here randomly you're here on purpose the enemy knows it he's distracting you with good things they are good but there's something better there's something that exceeds them all he says that <laughs> I count all things lost. all 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 All. Count all things but loss. Count all things but loss. Count all things but loss. What have you exalted above the the place of of, of pursuing Jesus? And a deep personal relationship with him. Your decisions that you're making concerning your business, concerning is it out of logic and good sense? Or you've asked the Lord and this is what he has told you to do. Your father misses you. (laughs) He says in Jeremiah 33.3 Call to me. Can you imagine someone begging you to call them? Today, my daughter, my daughter's called on a phone of one of the people here, and my little one, who's three years old, said, Mommy, because I'd stepped out of the house, I wish I could come where you are and see what you're doing. That's all she said. Then she hung up. Can you imagine? She desires to be with me. She's like, "I, I don't care what you're doing. I wish I was there. Is that how you feel about Jehovah God? Are you consumed Does your flesh long for him? That won't happen in a day or a a week or a month of pursuing him. You have to pursue him. He says you seek him and you'll find him. He wants to be sought after. Imagine God saying, call to me. It's like someone saying, hey, check on me every day. You know, that's not someone that's not someone who's trying to irritate you. That's someone who's being vulnerable and saying, I long for your friendship. I long for your time. Call to me. Imagine God saying, call to me, and I will answer you. In other words, I'm waiting. I will answer you, and then I will not just answer you, but I will show you great and mighty things that you know nothing about. Let me tell you, child of God, there's so much you don't know. So much you don't know about your life, about your future, about the lives of those around you. Jeremiah 33, 3. That is God's desire for you today. He's saying, call to me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things that you know nothing about. I want to fill you up to the overflow. I want to tell you things that you don't know. There are secrets that you don't know about your future. I know the plans I have for you. There are secrets you don't know about the economy. There are th- secrets you don't know about your children. There are secrets you don't know about A, B, C, D. I want to show them to you that you may stop you know, running around, chasing after the wind like those who don't know God. Why should we be as distracted as those who don't know God? We are chasing what they are chasing. I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Let me tell you something. Everything we are pursuing apart from God, it's rubbish. It's rubbish those cars one day they'll be in the junkyard those phones one day they'll be in the junkyard somewhere that food it goes in and goes out it goes to the junkyard every 24 to 48 hours that good body that you're trying to you know take care of it will go to the junkyard that good education it will go to the junkyard the thing that will really matter will be how much you pursued him and the things that he cares for, which is people. Which is people. Discipleship. His church. The only thing God ever said he will build, ever. I will build my church. So if I'm building anything else that is not building the church of Jesus Christ, that I work where I work because I want to be able to support the work of ministry. But then that the work of ministry is also my work, I don't see it as an extra. No, it's the real thing. So if anything is going to come between me and the work of ministry, I set it aside because there is something that exceeds them all the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my lord for whom i have suffered all the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that i may gain christ everything is rubbish think about it everything is what who cares who cares what i don't know whatever it is what stone you have on your hand who cares there is something that exceeds them all The real treasure is Jesus Christ. The real treasure is people, his sons and daughters. That I may know him and be found in him, not having a righteousness which is from the law, but that which is through Jesus Christ, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And he goes on and says, not that I have attained, or I'm ready perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that which for which Christ has laid hold of me. Brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, you know what I want you to say? forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching for those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Let this mind be in you. The mind that the real treasure is Jesus Christ. So when you look at your life right now, what is consuming your life? What is consuming your time? What is taking up your time, child of God? What is consuming your life? Will it truly matter in eternity? What will you present as results before God after your short stay here? Success can be a distraction. The real treasure for God is his church, and his church is people. His people is giving towards that. When you look at your money and your time that you are giving to God, and you know what? It's a decision away. Paul had to make that decision. What is Jesus building and what are you building? Let this mind be in you. May you be consumed with the things that consume the heart of God. May you not be distracted by much serving and by good things. He says, I will build my church. He says, fruit that will last is disciples, is those that will lead to him. He asks Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. He tells Peter, if you love me, you'll care for the things I care for and that is my people. But you see, you can't care for the things someone cares for if you don't know a person. May this mind be in you. That to live is Christ, to die is gain. If there's been a part of you that has just been consumed by pursuing the things of this world. The things of this world. The temporary things of this world. I pray for you as I pray for myself. As you plan for 2021, starting this week. Starting this week. Set aside time for God and defend it. At least an hour in prayer. Those of you who have been doing an hour, move to three hours. Yes. Yes, there's more in God. He's the real treasure. And out of that, your days will be multiplied. Your time will be increased. Spend time hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. What are you listening to? Count things lost. Throw out television. If TV is still a stronghold in your life, you really, really, really need to move on. It can't. You can't spend time allowing the windows of your soul to consume darkness and expect light to come out of you. Spend time in the word, in prayer. Become boring to the world. Yes, become strange. You cannot influence the world when the world is influencing you. You have to be different. I have to be different. We have to be different. In the, fa- the first time, the three hours will seem like a lot, but let me tell you, they are not. Every day, have, a time, have at least an hour with God or more. Give towards him. Every time you're given an opportunity to give an offering, give your best and your biggest. Let your treasure follow. If you're still struggling with tithe, move on. Come on. Give your tithe of every increase that you receive and then give over and above the tithe. Give towards church planting. Give towards church buildings in in your church, in your village church. Send money. Just give towards the things of the spirit because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also spend time, spend treasure on God be wasteful with the kingdom of God let most of your money go towards building the kingdom not go towards building your kingdom spend more of your money to build the kingdom of God and all these things he'll add them to you he'll send men to give to your bosom he'll send people to give you the things that you're trying to pursue and when he sends them they bring better than you wanted to even get and I'm telling you from experience child of God you know what's going to truly matter when you stand before the father How much you pursued him. And how much you built his kingdom. Don't try to build your kingdom. Let God build for you. Build for him and let him build for you. That's it. That's what I wanted to say to you. What are you going to do about it? Go and look at Matthew chapter 6. There are keys in there. Jesus talks about them to his disciples. When you pray, he says how to pray. In secret. When you fast... He says what to do when you fast. And when you give, He says what to do when you give. But you see that at the age of 12, Jesus could argue with the the teachers of the law about the word of God. Give yourself wholly to the word of God. Give yourself wholly to prayer. Give yourself wholly to fasting. Give yourself wholly to extreme generosity with the kingdom of God. And then make disciples. Make disciples. Make disciples. Tell people about Jesus Christ. I'm going to close scripture. Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, he says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Give attention. Do not neglect that gift which is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you, child of God. Give yourself entirely to pursuing intentionally, chasing after, not by power, not by might. Go to God today after this broadcast and say, Father, Father, give me a hunger for you. In Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they'll be filled. Ask him for hunger. Ask him for thirst. Because for some of us, our hearts have become hardened because the world is too much in us. Too much TV. Too much strange music. Too much bad conversation. Too much, too much. We are pursuing other things. Too much, too much, too much. That you even like, I don't even have a desire. It's okay. Go to him. Ask him for desire. Not by power, not by might. It is him who works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. And then get into fellowship. Get into spaces where people are pushing. If you're in worship harvest, there's the 5am prayer. Get on. Do everything in your power. Sleep earlier. Set an alarm. Bathe cold water. Do everything. Show up in the place of prayer. It is so powerful. It's so important because you see, Jesus gave himself entirely to these things. Follow the life of Jesus. Follow the patterns of Jesus. He gave himself to the word. He gave himself to prayer. He gave himself to fasting. He gave himself to the Holy Spirit. He gave himself to discipleship and to preaching, teaching, and going on mission for the Lord. Do the things that Jesus Jesus did do the things that Jesus did so that you can appear before God not empty-handed. Not empty-handed. Well, imagine what a sad day it will be if the whole world is praising us. But we appear before the Lord and He shows you and says, You did not pursue real treasure. Everything you pursued was temporary, and in heaven you'll be able to see it all crumble. What will matter hundreds of years from today? Pursue Him. Count all things but loss. Don't care about what the world says. The world is contrary to the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Seek first. And go read Matthew 6. The whole of it. It ends in verse 33 towards the end. He starts to tell you not to worry about what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear, where you will live. Don't pursue things you're worried about. No, instead come to the one who seizes your worries. And cares and shows you what truly matters that world is going to always be trying to tell you that what matters is something else but if you really spend time with the father he will change your focus and you realize that no i don't need to worry about that i need to be worried about those that haven't yet known him about building his kingdom about pushing the mission of jesus forward about the church just read matthew the whole of chapter 6 matthew today after the broadcast go in look at it look at it tomorrow and from today set aside time time for prayer time for the word and fight for it because we cannot continually tell god that he is the treasure and then pursue something else we are lying if you had a friend like that in your life who said you i'll treasure you but they never spend time with you 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 would you would be irritated so let's stop lying to god and transacting our relationship with him only showing up when we want something from him but to show up because we want him to transfer his burden to us we want to know him we want to serve him from a place of knowledge and intimacy and he will do it in us I'm going to play that song again that we played today together. Um, Yeah, I remember we played a song together today. Do you guys remember it? Let me find it and play it for us at the beginning and we will be closing. Thank you for joining me as I play this song. I want you to just... I want you to just take a moment and pray in the spirit and receive grace to just you know do to be someone who is after the heart of God completely